So if you can't close clients, you're probably doing something wrong in your sales process. If you're struggling to acquire clients and predictably close people and get people to say yes to you, it's because you're doing something wrong. It's never the prospect, it's always you. Bit of a reality check. But today's video is a live training session with a sales rep of mine. I'm doing one-to-one -one training, explaining how to avoid making mistakes when it comes to answering questions from prospects on a sales call. So sales call, you've got your questions, you've got your pitch, and then obviously the prospect's gonna ask you questions to understand how your product works for them. In today's video, I'm gonna basically be showing you my process for answering questions. I've got a four-step process, and I've got some advice for the end of the sales rep that is gonna help him convert massively. I've trained, I don't know how many sales reps I've trained, I've trained quite a lot of sales reps, I've done loads of sales calls myself. I've developed this beautiful four-step process, I'm gonna share it with you, and you're gonna love it. It's gonna help you close more deals for your agency or your coaching business. My name's Charlie Moore. Morgan. Um, I've built and scaled two companies, Northflow Consulting, an agency to seven figures. We sold it. Imperium Agency, a coaching business to multi-seven figures. This YouTube channel is for me to document my journey to eight figures and show you basically how I'm doing that and my thought process so I can look back at it and reminisce, basically. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this video. If you do, please like, comment, subscribe, do all that fancy stuff. Um, in fact, if you haven't already liked the video, like, come on, like, what are you doing, right? Um, but either way, let's hop into this video and I'll walk you through how I answer questions for prospects so you can close more deals. So we, we want, someone's going to ask us the question, right? Yeah. And what we want to do is... We want to, first of all, um, gratify the question, right? And that's where we're saying words like, great question, I'm so glad you've asked that. It's one of my favorite things to answer. The reason we do that is because it, when we gratify someone's question, it reinforces their curiosity about the product and their interest in it. Yeah. If they, if they weren't interested, they wouldn't be asking questions. So the reason we want to ask questions is because or sorry gratify questions is because we want them to ask more because the more questions they ask the more conviction we can provide them with the more information they have that's relevant to them to buy the product right yeah um so gratify is is step number one you know just good question and you, you actually want to sound like you mean it because a lot of salespeople are like oh that's a good question or yeah. great question <laughs> yeah, yeah you actually want to be like john i'm so glad you've asked that right because it, it Every question is an opportunity for you to instill more conviction into the prospect, right? So gratification. Then after gratification is basically the answer, right? And this is the key part. So there's no like specific time as to how long the answer should be, but all you want to do is answer their question. Yeah. Right? So like you basically, someone will say like, okay, well, do, can you just walk me through? So in the loom thing I, I saw that you automate it like how does that work exactly right so what yeah. we're not going to do is we're not going to start to tell them about the copy of the loom and answers anything they don't want answered specifically so yeah. we have to keep sort of like you want to imagine that like the person's at it's like bowling right when you go bowling you know if you're like me and you're bad at bowling you put up those barriers right right what's happened is when the prospect asks a question they're, at, they're basically setting barriers for the conversation, right? And so what you want your answer to do is ideally take a straight line down here. But what might happen is you might tangent slightly, bounce off the barrier and come back. But it's yeah. important that you don't break through the barrier because if you break through the barrier, then you're not going to hit the pins at all, if that makes sense. The more yeah. straight your question is, the more pins you will hit and the more effective the answer will be. If that Got makes it. sense. Yeah. So just bear that in mind. It's just a little metaphor. Um, I always use to just, you know, keep myself on track. Once you've answered the question, right? And and remember, once again, we want to show them, not tell them, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, so like one thing that I, I'm a bit nervous about is the sales part of it. 
I'm like, it would be really helpful to see sales calls, like maybe listen to something that someone's done. Do you guys have something like that? Great question. I'm so glad you've asked that. And yeah. absolutely we do. Here is where you can listen to like 25 example calls that Charlie's done specifically to the objection handling stage. Yeah. Just showing them, right? Yeah. Now, the third part, which is really important, is um, what would we, how would I even phrase this as? It's like, it's reinforced conviction, right? So what this means is you want to use your answer, right, to, inter- to introduce more conviction into the prospect. So after you finish the answer, you want to link it back to their goal. So, yeah, so having those sales call recordings, it's going to make it so much easier for you to get to that 10 grand a month. And that's also why I have so much bloody confidence this is going to work for you. Yeah, I remember Jack done this uh, yesterday, yeah. actually, where he kept referring back to the five appointments a day. And yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. So, like, every time they ask a question, you want the answer to be another vehicle for them to have confidence that they can get what they want. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, you know, if someone wants to get 10K a month and they ask you a question like, oh, what's like your, do you have a process for like hiring VAs? Because I've, I've only ever had bad VAs. Right. Great question. So glad you've asked that. It's really important to make sure you get the right VA, right? Simple answer is we have amazing process for it. So I can actually show you this, right? Well, first of all, we can actually give you one, but if you want to hire one yourself, Here's the SOP. It's a 13-step process. I won't bore you with the details. It's really important, by the way, we don't go into the details unless they want us to. So the answer should be as high level as you can get away with, right? And then if they have a question, like if they have a meta question, which is a question within a question, like, oh, like how does the legal agreement work for the VAs? Or like how much do you pay your VAs, right? Usually if someone asks something like that, I'd say, oh, that, that's all covered in the program. You, you won't have to worry about something like that at all. It's, you know, it's within that range of three to five dollars. You want to still keep it vague, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you just start coaching them. So the reinforced conviction thing, like how do you hire VAs? Well, here's how it works. And this SOP, it's so powerful. It's going to give you the right VA. It's just another reason that's, you know, basically going to help you get to 10 grand a month. You can have the right VA in place to get to that point that would you know, facilitate you quitting your job or having that financial freedom you want. Yeah. You see the point? So that's kind of like, and then, and then step number four is to shut up. Right? <laughs> it's one of the most important stages yeah. because like this, this sort of like bang, 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 bang. After you answer the question, you can round it off with something like, um, I hope that answers your question or so that's that. Right. But I usually just finish the, the reinforced convictions. So like, great question. Here's the answer. Here's me showing you the answer, keeping it high level. And that right there, what I've just shown you is yet another reason as to why you're going to make 10 grand a month with us without any problem at all. So, so that's that. Also, that's the VA thing. And you wrap it up. And if you do this in the right way and you give the prospect enough information, then they'll move on to the next question, if that makes sense. Yeah. What you want to imagine is when, when the prospect, when you finish your pitch, right, what the prospect's going to do is imagine like you've built a puzzle before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. I might have explained, did I explain this to you yesterday? Uh, I don't think you did. No. Uh, okay. Not, not sure. hmm. So it might've been the previous, previous one. Um, so what you've got to imagine is like a puzzle here, right? Just imagine this is like a actual puzzle, right? You know, I'll just find like a puzzle, right? Um, like a jigsaw puzzle, right? So 
every time the prospect asks a question, right, they're putting a puzzle piece into their puzzle. And this puzzle could consist of 10 pieces. It could consist of three pieces. Once, once they've basically completed their puzzle, then they understand it well enough to ask the price question. Yeah. That makes sense. So what we're trying to do here is basically, you know, maybe this question here is like, how do you hire your VAs? Like they might, because from the pitch, they might already have like, you know, 90% of this filled out, but there might be like three things they need to know to really understand it, to feel like they can actually buy it. If that makes sense. So like, how do you hire your VAs? How does the loom automation thing work? And do you have example calls I can listen to? And everything else you've covered in the pitch because you've tailored it to them. And once you've put these in place, they've now got a complete puzzle. And once they've got a complete puzzle, they'll ask you about the price. Now, this is why it's really important that we answer the questions properly, because if you give them a vague answer, they'll feel uncomfortable asking the question again. And then they'll ask the price without fully understanding the product. And that's why they won't buy. Well, that's why objections will manifest as well. Right? Yeah. So that's that. And then you just shut up and then they'll just continue asking questions and then they'll ask about the price. And then depending on how good your pitch was, how emotional they are, they might have some objections as well. Um, An interesting thing about objections, and this is really important to know, is that they vary in strength. Right? So objections don't exist in like what would we, what would we call it they, they they don't exist like in a silo right it's, yeah. it's not like i want to think about it or i don't want to think about it it's how much do i want to think about it right yeah. so if you've been through the mindset module you'll have watched the non-binary thinking thing right and like a lot of people think like with objections it's either like i want to talk to my wife or i don't want to talk to my wife it's it's not like a binary thing it's how much do i want how much confidence do i have to not have to do that right yeah and the more conviction you have, the weaker the objection will be. The more yeah. doubt the prospect has, the stronger the objection will be. I, I actually saw you do this uh, with one of your calls where they said um, they had to speak with their sister. And then you just uh, you just said, you sure, you know, this is a great product. I'm sure your sister would love it. And they ended up buying without. Yeah, exactly. So what you can see there is that was an easy objection to crack because yeah. he had lots of conviction, but just a little bit of doubt. Right. Yeah. And so like, if, if he didn't have like, that would have been his objection, regardless of how the call went. Yeah. But if I hadn't done the call well enough up until the point of him objecting, that objection would have been harder to, it would have taken twice or three times as long, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's why like people focus way too much on rebuttals when in reality, the first 30 minutes of the call is what will make the objection easy to overcome. Got you. Kind of yeah. like you're just softening them up, right? <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's just a quick thing on objections. Like they will vary in strength. Everyone, almost every prospect you sign will have them, but whether or not they're easy to overcome depends on how well you do the question stage, how well you do your questioning stage, right, and how well you do the pitching stage. Um, but what we'll do is like when you start doing calls, we'll start reviewing your pitch and your objections if that makes sense i'll probably do some reviews outside of the tri-weekly calls because there's just not enough time on those calls um and then you're you're slowly but surely probably quite quickly actually you'll just build your own unique way of selling but because you've got a sick product 300 testimonials and a guarantee it's usually quite easy to sell if that makes sense yeah 